Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effects on the markets. This podcast is for educational purposes and should not be taken as investment advice. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you're prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now onto the podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Dylan Holman and joining me is seasoned trader Henry Ward, who has over 10 years in the markets. How are you today? The podcast has a simple format, which will see us talking about the top three financial stories in the news. This week, we're looking at PayPal, Dexcom and eBay. First things first, though, Henry, how's your week been? Well, the week has been very, very good so far. We have the likes of the Apple trade that's still that's still opened. And we have the splitting of the shares that's happening on the 31st. So I expect Apple to continue being positive up to that and, and potentially a little bit further than that. So that trade is running nicely. We have a little bit in the foreign exchanges where we have the likes of US dollar. Is that weakness going to continue or is it going to get a little bit stronger? So we're, we're in that little bit of on the markets, whether it's, it's going to turn or not. I'd expect it not to, but only time will tell. And then you have the likes of crypto. Bitcoin went up and hits the, the record high of, of 12 this year, and it's now rejected it. So are we going to get the same three-month sideways market that we did when it hit the 10,000 barrier? So it, we're, we're in a little bit of um, suspense there to see what's going to happen with the likes of the US dollar and foreign exchange, and then with the likes of the cryptos there as well. That price drop for Bitcoin from 12,000 to 10,000 happened extremely quickly. And so do you think a lot of people were just cashing in thinking that it could drop even further or is it just people were relieved to see a little bit of market movement and so wanted to take their gains when they could? Yeah, well, you have seen you've seen that drop come down. Now it hasn't it hasn't quite hit the ten thousand mark. It's now come down to um, past eleven, so it has dropped by a thousand. But problem is, is that people are so scared of this. A lot of you have a lot of legacy buyers who have it at twenty thousand dollars, and they're hoping for it to go up there. You have the new investors that have it at three or four thousand, and they're riding the wave, and they're with itchy trigger fingers. Am I now taking profit? Am I not? So we are in that little bit of consolidation. There's a, if we look at the chart, there is a, a bull flag pattern going on there. Now, whether it's going to break that twelve thousand or not is is another matter. But yeah, there's we we are at that point where are we going to see another sideways market and let it tread water for the next two or three months, or is it going to rally? Or then again to the downside, is it going to drop like a stone again? So um, we are we are in that there that sideways movement, and it's a little bit unknown. But I would expect it to potentially retest that twelve thousand again, and if if we start retesting that a couple of times, then I would expect it to break. And then the same to the negative side, I would expect it to test that ten thousand again. And if it comes down and keeps testing at 10,000, then I would expect it then to break that. So we will, we'll, keep our, we'll keep our eyes open on this one. Great. Well, let's move on to topic one then, which is PayPal. I think everyone in the world knows who PayPal is. Basically, if you're on the internet wanting to make a payment, good chances that PayPal is what you'd use. So I've heard you talk about PayPal recently as a missed opportunity. So why would that be? Yeah, so they don't talk to me about PayPal, Dylan. It's, it's one of those that has actually annoyed me between <laughs> PayPal and Carvana this year. They're the two stocks that has annoyed me now. I, I want to get into one of the payment sectors. Look, we're in lockdown and we're getting to a point where 
I was looking at the likes of these and going, well, online transactions, stuff like that, people will continue using them. So I went for a more traditional route where I went with the likes of Amex and Visa now, and the two of them respectively are up 20 and 30%. Now, so I had a look at PayPal and decided against it. And when I looked at the PayPal now at the, the blog, now it's a minute, it's up 75% from the 22nd of April. So if I had a, if I had invested in it, it's up more than the two of my other trades put together. But I suppose it's a good problem to have because the other two are up 20 and 30%. So you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a winning trade. So if, if all my trades were like that, it wouldn't be a bad problem to have, would it? <laughs> no, exactly. It's definitely a good sector to be in at the moment. And as you say, um, year to date, it's up 90%, which is an average of about 12% month on month. Um, so a huge bull run for PayPal. We know um, a lot of payment stocks, such as Square as well, have taken off this year. But surely this can't can continue, can it? Well, see, it comes down to supply and demand, Dylan. We have we've an awful lot of e-commerce companies that are, are now absolutely making money hand over fist. Now, we actually looked at Square, which is probably um, PayPal's biggest rival, as in it does very, very similar things. Now, PayPal is, is following the same suit there. It's now gone on from strength to strength. These stocks are continuing to rise week and week, year and year. And look, you said to me that it's, it's raised 12% a month on annum this year. That, that's phenomenal returns. That is huge returns. Most investors would cut your hand off for the likes of that. Putting this into perspective is that hedge funds generally do 10 to 12% a year. And this stock is doing that each month um, for, the last, for the last nine, eight, nine months. Okay, so it, it's one of the things that literally comes down to that. And at the minute, everything is online. People are not going out to shops. They're not spending money in the, in the shops. What they're doing is they're online buying, they're selling, they have their businesses online. So that's everything now related to online is going extremely well. So do I expect this to continue? Absolutely. Uh, I would expect this because we're still in sort of lockdown where we, we're out, in and out of it, but no one is back in work. You have the government trying to get us out at the minute, potentially dropping rail fares to try and get us out. But that's not going to, if people are a little bit worried about their health, they're going to stay at home. And which means then that the likes of PayPal, the likes of Square are going to continue making money. So I expect the next quarter to be very profitable again for all these companies in the sector. So I expect this to continue. Absolutely. I see some analysts are actually suggesting that there's still a 50% upside on this stock. Is that something you can see happening? See, the thing, it, it comes back to the sort of the last answer again as well. It literally comes down to supply and demand. If you look at their Q2 report, it was, it came in at above expected. Okay. Now, if you come in at the next Q report, if that comes in better than expected again, we can see this continue to skyrocket. Now, do I expect them to, to lose money this quarter? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. We're, we're still seeing everyone at home. We're still seeing shopping. We're still seeing buying stuff. We're still seeing people run businesses from home. And more and more businesses and buying and selling is actually is at home now. So it is, I expect this to continue. And if we continue with that growth of 12% a month, we can see them hitting that 50% projection by the end of the year. So if we follow that same trajectory, that growth earnings could be very mild that, that we could hit that before the end of the year and which would be a phenomenal run for the likes of PayPal. 
you previously mentioned that this is one of your big regrets that you missed the entry point for this. You're then talking about that there's potential 50% still in, in the game. Is it something that you're going to invest in or do you feel that it needs to have a bit of a pullback before you'd put some money into it? Absolutely. You, you hit the nail on the head. This is something that I am watching, watching daily. I, I need some sort of a pullback because at the minute, this is, this is running like an arrow. And the same with, with most of the tech companies out there, the NVIDIAs, the Apples, the Tesla's of this world, they are, they are just flying. But I need some sort of a pullback. And I get, if I get a decent pullback of a three or four bar pullback or even five bars, I would like to see it come back to a, a resistance or a resistance level or a support level. I'd like to see it come to something like that. Um, but if it comes back down to any support levels, there is something, yes, I will be in the market. I will be looking to jump into this. Now, whether I buy a CFD or whether I buy the underlying asset, that is the question. And this will depend on the pullback. So if I get a small pullback around two or three bars, I'd be looking to take a CFD. If I get a pullback of five to six bars, I'll be potentially looking to buy the underlying asset. Hmm. Interesting how you make a difference. Okay, well, let's move on to topic. The big difference between the two is that, one, I'm looking to hold on to it forever, okay? If I buy the underlying asset, I'd be looking to hold on to this long-term. But... I don't want to buy a stock long-term that's at a record high, that's at an all-time high. So what I'm looking for is I'm waiting for a flash sale. So it reminds me of what's a sports direct. Every time you go to sports direct, <laughs> there, there, there's a sale. A, yeah, there's always a sale on. That, that's what I need to happen. I need a sports direct sale to come in and uh, for the market to drop, and then I'll buy the underlying asset. And then as that phase one now starts to continue, I will then start CFD trading it in on that phase as it goes up. And then when I have the next big pullback again, I buy the underlying asset. And then I start trading the CFDs in between it. So it's, we have our short-term and our long-term trade. I need a nice pullback for the long-term. For the short-term trades, I need small pullbacks. Our next topic is Dexcom, which is one of the top performing stocks of the year. And it's a company that develops, manufactures and distributes glucose monitoring systems for diabetes management. And it's basically a US company to its shares price since the beginning of 2020 has risen over 100%. And so obviously it's had an outstanding year and hasn't been affected by coronavirus. But why is it doing so well? Well, one of the big things with the likes of Dexcom, it's had a massive growth since probably from the beginning, I say the beginning of the year, but it came from the Q4 earnings report, which came late December, early January. So that's when the stock sort of really took off. We have seen massive increase in our earnings report at that particular time. And since then, we've had, we've had a massive jump. Now, the second reason is, is that people stopped going to hospitals. Now, for anyone who has the likes of diabetes, that is something that you have to monitor. And generally, some, if you have a bad type of diabetes, you have to monitor three or four times a day, which means that can be very hard to do. Whereas these home kits, they started, went up, they surged, okay? And the, the thing with this is that a lot of people now have learned that you can actually, you don't have to go to hospital to always monitor this. You can now get them as one of my friends actually has one that it's on her arm. She clicks on her arm and he actually, actually scans it with her phone. So she doesn't actually have to prick her finger anymore. Oh, actually check it. And the likes, the likes of this has now surged. And Dexcom is the, the market leader in this particular area. And it's just gone on from strength to strength. Now, and one of the good things about this, it's made it easy 
for people to, to do it. I know her boyfriend, when she's asleep, he has the app on his phone and he'll actually scan her when she's asleep just to make sure that her blood sugar is not low. It is, it's a really, really cool device. And it's, this is the likes of what Dexcom have done and they've made it very, very simple for people to look after the diabetes. Having seen this phenomenal growth over the last couple of years, as you say, is this now a stock that's hit its ceiling and do you feel it's overvalued? It's, it's gone up 240%. Well, 245% since 2018, which is an absolute mammoth growth. It is a mammoth growth. Yes, that is a little bit disconcerting that we've had such a huge, we've had such a huge surge because one of the things, one of the problems with having big surges like this is that generally people don't put enough foundations in. And generally, when you have the likes of company surge like this, you have to make sure the foundations can take the weight. You can't just keep expanding and expanding. What happens then is that you one arm generally lets you down. And all of a sudden then to try and get that back up when you're putting out fires. But what they've done is they, their, their growth seems to be pretty scalable. What they've done is they've put an awful lot of R&D into place. They've actually built some proper headquarters. And when we look at their business plan and what they've done, it's actually pretty decent. Okay, they're coming out with new products as well. So it's one of these things that I am a little bit concerned over the amount of growth that they've had. But on the other side of it, they have laid a lot of groundwork for this to continue growing. So it's one of these ones that, yes, it's had phenomenal growth. It's not one that I'm annoyed that I missed because I never knew about it. I didn't know about it. It came up on my radar in the last month or so. And it's something that I sort of had to bring to people's radars. But it's one of these ones that... I will keep an eye on. I have to look at it and, and see what's going on. Okay, well, our last topic is eBay. So eBay is the e-commerce company which allows you to buy and sell products. And we know everything basically in the e-commerce world seems to be having a really good time these last few months over the lockdown period. But prior to that, eBay was trending sideways. eBay is one of these companies. It's not a new player to this game. It's sort it feels like of, they've been around for ages. Yeah, they, they sort of had a they had their time sort of thing. And they, they have been fluctuating between the $25 and the $41 mark. So it, is, it has been fluctuating. I think it was about 18 months it's been fluctuating along between the, the two of those. Now, with the likes of coronavirus, everything, everything e-commerce related were payments and buying and selling, the likes of Shopify, Amazon, eBay, they've all taken off. And we can see that since the beginning of the year, it's jumped 60% which is a pretty, pretty nice jump on that. But we had sort of a dinosaur that has an awakening. So is this dinosaur going to continue or is it, is it going to go back into old habits? Well, what's that saying? Old habits die hard. Yeah, that's the one. Again, just looking at the charts. So they, they were actually having a really tough time in uh, the beginning of March. And then as soon as lockdowns happened, boom, they've spiked straight up. Probably one of their best periods for a long, long time. Um, so no, interesting to see that one. As we've been saying, eBay's been around for a long time. I remember when I was at school bringing on the eBay website. And for the last couple of years, it's been moving sideways in its uh, share price. This newfound uh, increase in price value, do you feel like it's going to be staying there or even going further or is there a pullback in the horizon? 
Wow, if if eBay was there when you were a child, Dylan, that's a, that's a long time ago. <laughs> Longer than you. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't resist. <laughs> um, well, look, that's a good question. You know what I mean? It, it 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 all depends on the company. It's like the company was trending sideways for eighteen months. Now, if we look at, it, I know it's a completely different sector, but if we look at Tesla, Tesla was trading sideways for about eighteen months. And then it massively, look where it is now. It, it was trading, so I was around, I think it was about $250. And now I think it's nearly up at $2,000. So yes, it ha- it, it, there is loads of room for this to grow. But one of the reasons that like, eBay has actually grown is because they actually re-engineered their e-commerce mode. So they modernized their retail online shoppers. You know what I mean? So they made it more user-friendly for their clients, which is something that they haven't done for years Okay, they made it easier for people to buy and sell on their on their platform. So they were just sitting pretty and happy where they were. And all of a sudden they they, they changed their platform slightly and then the pandemic came in. So they had this tailwind of the pandemic. They have changed a little bit of infrastructure and the user friendliness on the likes of eBay. And then with the likes of that, it's now ridden this wave. Now, whether eBay is going to continue on this upward trajectory or whether it's going to come back. That is that is a massive, massive question because I expect this to continue going for the next quarter. Okay. Massively expect this to continue going for the next quarter. Okay. So it's and the same as all tech companies, the same as the likes of Apple, the same as the likes of PayPal's of this world, the, the squares of this world, the Amazons. I still expect the next quarter to be very, very good as well. And so is it something that you've invested in? You asked me a direct question there. Is it in my portfolio at the minute? No. I expect the likes of this to have a positive next quarter or next six months to be positive. Now, the problem is, is that I don't see it massively kicking on from there. I can see it for the next six months being profitable and continuing to earn because, because of the tailwind of the great lockdown. You know what I mean? Because all these e-commerce companies have done really, really well through this time. But has it got the user friendliness? Has it got the sexiness that the likes of the Shopify and the Amazon have at the minute? No, it doesn't. And that's something that is, and that is the only reason I haven't, I haven't jumped in on it. But for a short-term investment over the next three to six months, I expect it to the price to go up. But would I be looking at this long-term? Would I be looking to hold on to this stock for the next five or six years? Absolutely not. I don't, I don't see that there is longevity from there. I expect it to start treading water, moving sideways like it did previously between 41 and $25. Now, yes, that level would probably be much higher, whether it hits a $60 mark or whether it hits a $90 mark, who knows. But I do think it'll start treading that water again between those, between a couple of levels, but it'll probably do that this time next year or so. But it's not something I'm in at the present moment. And if I was going to get into it, it would be only for a short term period. Company that I don't think I've ever actually used. I know it was really, really popular kind of five years ago or something. And obviously lots of people still do use it. But yeah, I don't think I've ever bought anything. I'm just trying to think back. Whilst it's something that my mum uses all the time. So I don't know if that's a generational thing or if it's just I'm the odd one out. <laughs> Have you, you ever you used say, it? You say that you, you say that as well, but it's like I the, the the last thing I bought on it was was a camera. I've used it once, so I bought a camera because I wanted to do some um, videos online with my YouTube channel. That was the only time that I ever bought anything. But I I'm going to ask you a question, Dylan. Without without thinking about the answer, is if you wanted to buy something online, what's the first company that comes to mind? 
Well, yeah, it's Amazon, isn't it? That's where everyone Ab- absolutely, goes for. and that's and that's the thing. It's it it comes it, it sort of comes to the Apple sort of Windows argument again. Okay, so we have Amazon and we have eBay. So they they were sort of the two big places where you actually bought something. I know eBay was was probably much bigger than Amazon for a long while there, but then Amazon took off. And I just sort of left eBay behind. So it's one of those places that if you want to go buy something, you would think of Amazon or I now would think of Amazon and my second choice would be Shopify. The likes of the likes of eBay wouldn't even come to my mind. It's like you say, it could be a generation thing where your parents and yes, they would buy stuff on eBay. They wouldn't even think of the other companies, but it's the servicing, the it's stuff like that. They have to implement other stuff to get this and bring it up to date or, or into the 20, the 21st century. You know what I mean? It has to be, you have to get you have to get out there you have to make it easy for people and it hasn't done that yet and that's what it's starting to do now but whether it's done on too little too late only time will tell well just looking at their share price you know there's lots of trading opportunities there to be had though so worth keeping an eye on Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. In the, in the short term. Yeah. And then in the short term, if you're in this short term and then all of a sudden you start looking at the fundamentals and eBay start coming out with strong earnings, they start coming out with products are bringing up what they're actually doing, whether they're bringing in TV, whether they're bringing out cards, whether there's stuff like that there. You know what I mean? There's so much that Amazon have done that the likes of eBay haven't. And all they have to do is sort of trying to go into those areas and actually start to be seen to be moving forward. And if, and if they can hit any of these areas, then there's huge upside for them because they are a global company. There are everywhere. And you will see the ads everywhere now because you've heard us talking about it. It's literally one of these very huge company, but it's just being left behind at the present moment. And for an investment opportunity for a company that is being left behind by two or three others, generally doesn't bode well for the long-term investment future. But that being said, they are flying at the present moment. Great. Well, that's it for this week's three topics. Looking ahead to this week, is there anything else that people should be keeping an eye on? Well, we have a look at the likes of um, the cryptocurrencies again. They're they're still flying at the minute now. We have the likes of Bitcoin. That is that is a pre, that is a little bit sideways. But if you look at the likes of Litecoin, the likes of Ethereum, the likes of any of those ones, the smaller ones, the, the three XRP, they are flying at the minute. Where you have Bitcoin, it's been pretty flat since it broke that ten thousand mark. So for me, the better opportunity is not in the in the headline winners, which is Bitcoin. It's in the smaller ones at the present moment. So there is opportunity in those for the week or so ahead. But look, um, without getting the correct entry, then we wouldn't be looking at it. But we find out where the horizontal support and levels are. And if they come into the correct areas and price comes back and touches it or respects it, then I'll be looking to jump into the likes of these. Well, thanks for that. And thanks to everyone for listening to this week's podcast. You can learn more about the markets on Henry's weekly webinar, which can be seen at the Toro Trading School. And we look forward to hearing from you next week. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a lovely day. Cheers. Bye. You've been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com.